and welcome to Two Guys, One Lightsaber. I'm your host, Mike Bandoff. And I'm Ron Burgess. And welcome to a very special episode of just Obi-Wan Talk and Catching Up. Uh, a lot of stuff is hitting us and in going into the summer season. Um, Ron, have you caught up on Stranger Things, first of all? Uh, yes, and no holy shit. Yes. Is that Wait, you haven't you haven't caught up on it? <laughs> no, I have, but I just don't want us to go down that rabbit hole of talking spoilers. I just kind of want to get you because I've seen it all and I loved it. It's way better than oh, season yeah. three. Honestly, I can't even remember what happened in season three. Like I had to go and like look up a whole recap. <laughs> yeah, me and Kelly binged watch the three seasons like two weeks out because once I watched that trailer, I'm like, OK, I kind of want to I kind of want to watch this because that one with um the journey song uh, was great. So I was yeah. like, we gotta watch this. And no, I think season four delivers more than anything else. The acting is incredible. Right. And also Disney Plus should take note, see what happens when you give a show an hour and ten minutes. It does not feel like an hour and ten minutes. Yes. I feel like I needed more from those episodes and they were all over an hour long. So that's where I'm like, okay, Netflix still they might be beaten right now, but then they just do shit like this and everyone talks about it. Yeah, and I was gonna say I I watched uh I rewatched Daredevil since the last time we uh oh you did since last time we re- we recorded okay and even all those episodes were like fifty eight minutes long I'm like okay not one of these episodes left me like okay they missed out on showing this 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 and this I'm like man I wish I I wish Marvel would stay this dark because the Daredevil series holds up so fucking well yes and when it comes <laughs> to runtime too though um I think Star Wars needs to get held to that standard too and uh we'll talk yes. about that because especially with Obi-Wan episode 4 only being about 34 minutes yeah I was gonna say I think it was like 38 minutes with credits that's bullshit yeah exactly so we'll get into that much later um I wanted to bring this up to you as well uh how did you feel about uh as being a Scream fan uh uh Naive Campbell not coming back as Sydney Prescott for Scream 6 wait what yeah she's not coming back no Sydney Prescott um so allegedly from what I've heard is that she was at a convention and said the script didn't do it justifying the other side of it is she wants more money well, I mean, she is the franchise, exactly. so, so yeah, pay her what she wants. And I'm sure the script didn't do anything because the script was lacking in the last one. Right. And it's not like she was a big character. She showed up at the end with the gun like the hero. She was kind of like Billy Thomas or whatever in Friday. Uh, I think it was like Friday the 13th. Shows up with the guns and takes care yeah. of the bad guy. But we shall see. I mean, I just want to catch you on that because I was like, oh, Ron's got to be sad because I don't want it now. I'm kind of intrigued because that means yeah. no Todd and Matthew Lillard coming into it. I still, I don't care how much I see it coming. I still want him to come back, especially after how Stu- he, he was treated he like been shit. The killer in five. He yeah. should have been the killer in five. <laughs> I still say it because everyone kept giving Billy all the credit and none of it to Stu. I know. I was like, fucking Stu was just, oh, okay, whatever. Yep. <laughs> Dude, me and you are on the same page when it comes to that. Because having Stu be like the puppet master of Scream 5 would have been so perfect. And it's a Matthew Lil, Matthew Lil, whatever. I have a man crush <laughs> on that guy. So it's kind of like that thing for me where like he was Scooby-Doo, SOC Punk. 
Yes. Anytime he's in a movie uh, without a paddle, he always is just good. He's just so charming and nice. Like that's He was good thing. in 13 Ghosts, too. Oh, fuck yeah. I forgot. He gets brutally murdered in that one as well. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> also, I uh, just finished season four of Game of Thrones on our rewatch. Nice. Holy shit. I forget how satisfying that ending of season four is for Tyrion. Dude, it's like after season five is where it goes down. Oh, I just can't. Uh, no, dude, season six. I'm sorry. The Battle of the Bastards is still the most. It, yeah, it lives it up. Was, it, it that was, was so good. That yeah. was that and the Battle of Blackwater, the only battles that lived up to the hype in the show. Mm-hmm. Like minus Danny's dragons coming in and killing Jamie's. But still, I can't wait for uh, House of Dragon Day with two months out. Dude, we're, I feel like we're two months out from everything. <laughs> like, that's what it seems like, doesn't it? Dude, there's a new Chris Pratt show coming out called, uh, like, The Client List, where he has to, like, I think he's, like, an assassin or something, or, like, ex-Navy SEAL guy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's on Amazon. That looks cool. Gonna add that to the list. <laughs> oh, Umbrella Academy. Gonna add that to yep. the list. <laughs> yep. Oh, shit, dude. It, like I said, we... So much stuff. That and good movies are coming out. I'm hearing good things, uh, thing about Lightyear. It's getting great reactions. Uh, that's good a lot of people are saying it could get nominated for picture of the year at academy awards i think it'd be their second time ever i think the only other time was toy story could be wrong uh and then don't go see jurassic world because i hear it's just garbage (laughs) yeah i mean the the last one wasn't any good to me either i forgot i watched it dude i took my mom to go see it in the theater moved in with our friend isaac and him and his uh, girlfriend at the time were watching it and i'm like what are you guys watching like jurassic world i'm like which one? Like Dominion? I'm like, I literally watched it for 20 minutes, dude. I could tell you watching. I'm like, I don't remember any of this. I, I completely blanked it's it out because, because it was, so it was bad. bad. Yeah. Like the first one with Chris Pratt, what was it? The uh, Just regular Lost World. It was perfect. It was the perfect yeah, nostalgic remember yeah, re- berries. Yep. Yes, it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should have just left it at that movie. <laughs> right. Uh, but let's move on into our future. Um, so... Disney Plus is really ramping it up with uh, these Wednesdays. It's something that we've been talking about, you and me. It's like they've kind of done the strategy of like do a Marvel show, do a Star Wars show, Marvel, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But right now we got Marvel and a Star Wars show both running at the same time on Wednesdays. And yeah, and this Wednesday was the premiere of the show, Miss Marvel. What do you think of the first episode, Ron? Okay, so um, it was uh, like we talked before the show, it. It was fun. Yes. I mean, I had fun with it and it was it, uh, Iman Vellani who yep. uh, the, the, this is her debut acting. I think she knocked it out of the park. It was really good. And then her friend who's actually in the walking dead, he like, I think he nailed it too. I'm, I'm excited to see like where they go, but it is definitely feeling very teenager ish to me. Yes. It almost like, Oh, you said it in the last one. It's like you had a feeling it was kind of going to run the Supergirl route, like the CW show. It's like, not that it's bad. It's just not meant for an older audience. It definitely reminds me of like the Lizzie McGuire era of Disney channel. Like even Steven, like, cause Right off the bat, she's got that YouTube... By the way, full spoilers. If you guys... We're going to go in spoiler territory. Just like certain talking points. Not a whole lot happens, which I love about the episode itself. Yes. This is strictly character building. This episode's 40... Like, I think like 49, 49 minutes with credits. And which... There's a great post-credit cameo too, by the way. <laughs> yep. Um, But that being said, 
I'd say about 85% of this episode, there's just strictly her. It's all about her character building. Mm -hmm. And then there's Easter eggs galore. So that's the spoilers for all head. Uh, yeah, she kills it when it goes into like how she's acting. So I really want to see what she's going to be like with Tom Holland. But this is definitely like Disney Channel Plus because I'm watching this presumably 16, 17 year old girl on YouTube who is mastering it way better than we ever could have. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I can't relate to this because this is what kids do nowadays. So cool. Tom Holland <laughs> is the closest I feel young to any of these characters again. Now everyone else right. is old like me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's super cute. And it's something where I could see, I kind of want to tell my brother to show his daughter once she gets older. Like it's a great way. It's, it's going to be a fun show to watch. Yeah, so uh, did you ever watch Ned's Declassified School Survival Hell Day when yeah. you were a kid? That's what this show reminds me yeah. of. It, it is like the whole like comic book animation kind of thing. Like it's it's very Ned's Declassified. You know what, though? There's so much going on. I'm like, oh, this is to keep a, a 13-year-old's attention because there's so yeah. much shit going on that it's so ADHD-driven where it's like, Oh, you're not going to drift off in like the storyline. We're going to keep your attention. That's what like I liked about all the comics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is this is meant to grab you, and it's just so well done. And um, I'm not a big fan of the, not a big fan. I just don't know a lot about the character outside of Marvel Strike Force and the Avengers video game that came out a couple years ago with Miss Marvel. Um, yeah. The fact that they did change her powers, I'm sorry, it does kind of irk me. I wish they would yeah. just kept it stretchy, but the fact that maybe there's something in her family. Mm -hmm. that maybe i i hope they it seems like they're going something different with it which i'm down for uh just why do you have to be a captain marvel fan wow <laughs> yeah i i swear like the first episode of this show alone gives more personality to captain marvel than brie larson has in acting <laughs> oh god yes definitely <laughs> you know i'm right man yeah but speaking of acting is her father um when her parent, yeah yes. boo, when they do the when they're gonna allow her to go but you know dad's gonna go with you yeah and, and the hulk and the yeah. oh, dude just a heartbreak in his face because she just mm -hmm. said she's being so stupid as a teenager and just yep. like says the wrong thing and you just see it in his face as you're like i was willing to be a fool like i was willing to do all this for you and you just tell me i no like it just sucked yeah i was like oh boy <laughs> but it's gonna be fun to see um oh, i don't know how to see this going i just don't expect a lot of this to be big overarching in the show like i, I don't yeah. see this having any impact in the marvel i don't see her popping up in anything anytime soon so i feel like this is gonna be like a cw kind of show building up to the marvel movie that comes out next year i believe yeah that's her confirmed next appearance is the marvels Okay, so I wonder if we get a Brie Lawson and Monica Rambeau. Yeah, it's Rambeau, right? Yep. Yeah, they show up at the end. It would be cool if Brie Larson makes a cameo at the end, like, hey, so I hear you're a fan, like yeah. kind of thing, and like just end the show there. Yeah, because she, okay, I will say that when Brie Larson just does the one-liner quick smirk thing, it does come off really well. Like when she does give like yeah. those compliments, like, hey, Peter Parker, like it was yeah. that kind of stuff, like. <laughs> She does do that kind of stuff well. And I will say this. The only reason I hate the Marvel movie, I really don't mind her. I just feel like that movie was just badly written. And it was just, it was just big. They set like three major action set pieces and then wrote the script around that. Like, hey, this yeah. is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. That's what Marvel's formula is. 
but they just didn't have good writing for her. I, I think we talked about this too. It's hard to establish yourself as a character when you're pay, playing a character with memory loss. Right. She she didn't know who she was, so it's like, oh, I feel like if we just saw her in her prime kind of thing, I feel like it would be a little different. And she also, I believe, I remember she played Captain Marvel in Endgame before she played Captain Marvel in her own movie. Yeah, it will only in the end credits yeah, scene. Well, yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying, though. Like, when she showed up at the end, it was like, where's Fury? She yeah. got to play it at a whole, like, I'm confident, I know who I am kind of way. While in the movie, yeah. she had to go back. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Acting is tough. Tough, tough, tough. But I'm, I'm super excited for the show, but it's not going to be something where, like, I'm going to watch a day of. I don't think we're going to be covering a whole lot of it. I think we'll talk about it kind of more casually. Unless something major does happen. Yeah. Like... I'm glad we don't talk about Halo on this. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Right. But this show, if you've got kids or have a young niece or a cousin I and they like superhero stuff, this is definitely meant for them. This is this is definitely a new Spider-Man for at least female fans, I feel like, young female fans. Mm-hmm. Like this will be a great Spider-Man character for them to relate to. Because yeah. it's a fanboy. So <laughs> it's right. awesome. Oh, also, I want the Scott Lang podcast, at least one episode. I want to hear what Scott Lang <laughs> talks about. Like, that's awesome. Uh, yes, I, I feel like he'd be the greatest podcast interview ever. <laughs> uh, him just talking about his time in Germany. Like, it'd be hilarious if that's the episode they talk about with Hawkeye Bruce. Uh, or like them just talking to each other would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So it, it was kind of funny to see also like people uh like shipping Ant-Man and Wasps as well. Like yeah. that's like everyone's favorite like power couple kind of thing. I'm like that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to watch the new Rockstar video on YouTube where they break down like all the Easter eggs from Avengers Con. That would yeah. be fantastic. <laughs> and um also I can't wait for you to finally catch up on the boys. Uh, I'm kind of jealous of you because now you, uh, as of this recording, episode four just dropped. I have not watched it yet because I'm a good boyfriend and wait for my girlfriend. So, so yeah, I don't have Amazon. So I was kind of waiting until all the episodes released so I could sign up for the free trial and binge it. Oh, boy. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I might cave and just pay till it's over. <laughs> Dude, there's so much good on Amazon, too, though. That's the oh, I know. Thing, I, 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 I want to watch so many shows on there. So, I mean, like, I'll cancel my Planet Fitness and take so, that money no, and no, get no, no, Amazon. No, 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 <laughs> no. Don't do that to Shelby. Don't do that. Shelby, I start, I start uh, working out. And I just sit on the couch and I watch 10 uh, hours of television. I, I, haven't, I haven't been in two years, uh-huh. so I'm, I'm oh. paying for nothing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Been there. Been there. Yeah, right. so I, I need to get rid of it anyways. Right, let's get back on target here as we go into a quick thing before i just want to get your reaction to this okay. before we go into obi-wan so it was confirmed in star uh star wars celebration like kevin feige is getting star wars movies oh really yeah yeah and so there was a rumor going around that he watched season four of stranger things and he made a call to the duffer brothers about his star wars movies i'm like that would be the greatest fucking thing ever well i was thinking about this the other day just um i was listening to like a podcast on a recap of the show Mm -hmm. and um i'm thinking to myself i'm like no this is just dungeons and dragons live action that's what stranger things is it's just a different style of dungeon it's that kind of game yeah and i'm like oh and they just been able to do it so i think that would be fantastic um and also uh the director from spider-man uh we did his show 
Did we? Uh, uh, which one was that? The, oh, yeah, the, the uh, what's it? The skeleton crew? We, 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 we mentioned it. Yeah, skeleton crew. With oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if we did or not. Um, also, the one bit of uh, news that broke yesterday, it finally got revealed that Marvel is doing a Thunderbolts movie, but unfortunately, with William Hurt passing, we're not going to yep. get Red Hulk. That sucks. I mean, do you just recast the character? I mean, you can, because, I mean, uh, I don't know. I they, they loosely take the Incredible Hulk movie as canon. Right. So, I mean, really, the first time, like... I don't know. I feel like the first time we saw like Thunderbolt Ross is when he was already like Secretary of Defense. Why not make Betty the Red Hulk, Red She Hulk? <laughs> hey, she's pissed off. Hey, it's been 15 years. I don't get a phone call. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they'll just end up using Abomination instead. Oh, I can't wait to see how that gets played out in She Hulk. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's get into Obi Wan. Um. So we're gonna be talking about episode three and four. Full spoilers ahead. And these two episodes, re-watching them back-to-back, I'm sorry, this is some of my favorite Star Wars I've seen since Force Awakens, this whole season. I get there's a lot of criticism. Hey, it's art, subjective. I'm just happy I'm enjoying it. Um, Episode 4 is some of my favorite Obi-Wan stuff I've ever seen. I don't care what anyone says. It was cool to see Ian McGregor do this kind of shit. Right. But um, we'll talk about episode 3 mostly. Um, Mm -hmm since you really want to talk about that, Ron, and I'll let you take the way. Uh, how'd you feel about this episode overall? I loved episode three. I mean, like the, I love the back and forth between Obi-Wan and Leia, like trying to create the backstory for like them being uh, like miners right. or farmers. <laughs> and then of course, Obi-Wan slips up and like Leia and like, Oh, sorry. I just see your mom. Like your mom's name was Leia. I'm like, man, he's good under pressure. <laughs> yeah. But it just seems so the reason I feel like people bought the lie um, with that scene and we'll backtrack for a second, but that whole scene was just him seeing this Padme in there. He, he yep. came for Padme. Think about it. He knew Padme just as long as he knew Anakin. Yeah. And he protected her with his life when he was a, you know, Padawan for Qui-Gon. So it's just like all of that. That's a lot of deep feelings and friendship. Mm-hmm. But them getting on the planet and just Obi-Wan just being so, no, it was a lie. He lied to us. Just like, just not trusting anything. This is not Obi-Wan who is optimistic. Like, try, yep. be patient, Anakin. They will come. Like that's just that was that's the only one. This one's broken. Him seeing episode three Anakin pre cutting him up and just yes. the robe was just so haunting and creepy. And you're just like, oh, he's coming. It's just a matter of when, not how. Like you know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, that's I I really liked it. And then Zach Braff playing the the truck driver. The yeah. Imperial <laughs> sympathizer, which I did find it was just like, yeah, the guy's like, you run out of time. I'm not getting mm-hmm. mugged. It was just solid buildup. And I love that little small building of Star Wars. Like we've seen this stuff a hundred times, but it's just those little interactions, like the stormtroopers. Like it's a long story. It's a yeah. long ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just good. I really think that kind of stuff is well done. Yeah, it was really well done. And then we get uh, introduced to Tawa, who I, I'm, I'm digging this character. Yeah, because she's not a rebel spy. She's an imperial that's turning coat. So it's kind of like callous, like pre callous and rebels. Yep. It, or, you know, just not a douchier uh, version <laughs> of the guy from the sequel, Hux. Yeah. 
I just want him to lose. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I could see it coming a mile away. Um, seeing the stormtrooper mm. get cut in half was fun to see. Granted, he could have just walked around the fence. I do see that a lot. I was kind of stupid, mm. but whatever. It's just nitpicking <laughs> stuff. That's what Star Wars fans are, and it, it really drives me insane. Yeah. But Reva, uh, how do you feel about this whole Reva character in this episode? I'm I'm why am I blanking on what she did in this episode? Oh well, like uh, with the whole um, oh well, well, I guess we can talk about after Vader because that was major thing uh, with her at the end. Yeah, I was going to say it's more just her waiting for Kenobi to make the move. Yeah, yeah. like she, yeah, she sends out the uh, probe droids. Yeah, she sends out the probe droids just like every every Sith before her <laughs> sends out the probe droids to uh to find people. But that was yeah, until the end of the episode, like I feel like her storyline really picks up actually in episode four. Well she's the one who kind of shits on the brother too. It's like I contacted Vader. Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the fifth brother thinks he's next in line. Yeah, because so. episode three is the introduction of Vader, which is so badass. Yes. Oh, okay. So we got to just talk about that. <laughs> if this is this is Hayden Christensen in the suit, right? No, it's not actually. I hear it is him in the suit. Like he is legit. He's doing all the suit work. So I saw online that there's actually two like body doubles in the suit. So I don't even know what to believe anymore. Oh god, I think I'm gonna double check that. But this is just some of the best Vader body language I've ever seen. The way he's sitting in the throne with his hands on the side like a pissed off king. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just so awesome. And the voice work they've done with James Earl's Jones voice. Yes. It sounds so well from 1977. Because <laughs> everyone kept saying that. I'm like, is that true? Well, I threw on A New Hope just to watch the opening scene again. <laughs> and holy shit, it sounds like A New Hope Vader. Yep. Well, and we got to see his like base on Mustafar in episode three, which was really cool. Yeah, and then we got to see this in Rogue One, his base, but now we really get to see it, and it's straight from the comics. Yes. And it is badass as shit. Yep. Um, I was trying to double-check this, but if this is Hayden Christensen in a suit, if it, if this is him doing the body work, I, I, I appall him, because that's him just finally just being like, I'm going to make the most out of this. Right. Like, if I'm going to be Vader, I'm going to be Vader. As, yeah, if he's not in the suit, why'd they bring him back? Yeah, because all we've seen him is in the back to tank, which they totally stole from that Star Wars fan film. Yep. <laughs> that Oh, that shot close on the eyes with the mask. I'm like, you guys literally just took that from Star Wars theories <laughs> yeah. made a fan film, like straight <laughs> up. Uh, but just seeing him get put on like Iron Man, but just an evil Iron Man. Yes. That's ex- essentially what it was. And I'm like, oh, it, it just <laughs> looks super good. And it's just so haunting, too. They make Vader scary again. Right. Well, yeah, he he gets real scary in episode four. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> well, I mean, and at the end of episode three, like, oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I mean, before we get into the interaction, the uh, uh, what do you think of like the underground railroad type thing that I have going on, like trying to save uh, people? Well, one Jedi or two uh, people that are just trying to escape the Empire. Okay, hang on real quick. Uh, it is he is in the suit. He's talked about being in the suit, so it's probably not him in all the shots. But there, are, I could definitely see like the close action shots between episode three and four, where it's just him walking down the hallway. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's him. Okay, because there's a lot of anger, like acting in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's stomping. not saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that's him. Like I'm making the most out of this. If you can't see me, you're gonna know it's me. Mm-hmm. But okay, what was your question again, Ron? Uh, I so how do you feel about this like underground railroad that uh like Tala and her 
uh i guess like her teammates are doing for people trying to get away from the empire and for like jedi it's very jedi fallen order which i like and it kind of makes sense that to a certain degree like there's for, there's going to be force wielders or not all the jedi probably died did go into hiding mm-hmm. um it's not like oh they hear that one jedi that is of skywalker it's not like they would all join the rebellion they're done fighting maybe them are too scared they don't want to fight right Jedi's were not soldiers; they were keepers of the peace. Yep. So it doesn't mean they wanted the fight. Some of the keeping of the peace is simply as fixing a mining operation and negotiating between species because you're humble and respected. Right. So that's kind. Of, that's the thing. Um. But the, if if Quinlan Boss is alive, that is definitely an interesting tie because I feel like he would definitely be trying to kill. He'd be like one of the front soldiers. Yeah. So that means Quinlan Boss gets killed between now and A New Hope, or he's just a piece of shit who goes in the hiding. Not calling him a piece of shit, but right. And then, because then where, what, then if he like, what's he doing then with all these force being like? Mm. So he's. I feel like they're gonna maybe this spins off into a Vader show, where it leads up to him killing Quinlan Boss. Mm-hmm. Be dope as shit, but who knows? Yeah, I thought O'Shea Jackson was gonna be Quinlan Boss, but he's not. <laughs> and I forgot he was in the show. Who is Ice Cube's son? Yep. Um, I forgot he was in the show, and then when someone brought that, I imagined the yellow stripe across his face. I'm like, yeah, he could pull it off. Like, yep. <laughs> he'd look pretty badass. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so let's just get it. Do you want to get into the interaction then? Yeah, uh, that's pretty much the rest of the episode. Is yeah. Vader shows up? Holy shit! Yes. <laughs> Speaking of Stranger Things, no, you won't know that out of context. Um, him just walking down the hallway. Or not the hallway, the town, and just force choking people, kids. Yeah, just snapping their neck. Ah. <laughs> it's like really, we're gonna go there. He is ready to kill, and the fear of the inquisitors around them, like just standing straight up, like, hey, we're not fucking moving. Yep, <laughs> don't like just let him do his thing. But the best thing though was just seeing the fear in uh, Obi Wan's eyes, like when he sees him coming. Oh, he was petrified. Like, what the hell is that thing? Yeah, he could sense it immediately as soon as he entered town. Well, yeah, it's kind of like Will from Scranton. It's kind of like Will. Like, he just had that feeling of go up his spine where he's like, Yep. You got to go. Like, I'll distract this thing. Because his fear is probably thinking, Oh, he'll capture Leia. Yeah. Or he'll see Leia and he'll sense something in Leia. Mm-hmm. Not maybe that she is his daughter, but at least a force connection, possibly. Right. So, uh, yeah, that was just great. And just leading up to just him being so rusty. <laughs> yeah, Vader was using one hand the whole time. He wasn't even trying. No, it was like him versus Luke and Empire Strikes Back. Yep. <laughs> Except for Obi-Wan didn't get really a good shot on him once. Because he's just so sloppy, but just a fear. So when they go into the darkness and Obi-Wan lights up the blue and he's like surrounded by like those little dunes of sand or... Uh, whatever it is that material yeah and he's just looking around and he's just hearing Peter like this is straight up fucking jason michael myers stuff right now <laughs> right because you just see next thing you know you just see vader's red lightsaber coming down at him he's like Shh. and it's great him saying the lines like what are you it's like what you made me oh it was perfect oh it's just <laughs> so much anger and you know he's been dreaming about this day for 10 years yep but also the other thing though i feel like he's like uh that's he's just not impressed with obi-wan like he's not worthy to kill him oh yeah i think that's why he lets him go at the end he vader even says like oh you've become weak in your old age (laughs) yes (laughs) um 
I mean, were you bothered by, like, the whole fire sequence? Like, after, of course, he tries to roast everyone, like how he did, which I found was great. Super dark. I'm like, well, this is Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I, I love the fact, like, oh, you're going to now suffer like I did. And then just yeah. drags him through the fire. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, oh, Vader, man. Oh, I, I loved it. And I I actually liked that he, like, let him go. Because I think it's exactly what you said. It's like, oh, he's not even worth my time anymore. He's no threat. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm going to get him again. Now I know he's, he's like, there's no rush in trying to kill him. Yeah. He's like, let's see what he does now. Like, I feel like it's a cat and mouse game. He's like, ah, I'm going to make this last well, as long that, as I can. And with the universe they're living in, you would think Vader might be kind of bored right now. So this is like, he's treating Obi-Wan like a plaything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is peak. He's still, this isn't prime Vader. This is still young, reckless. Vader's trying to figure out what the hell to do next kind of thing. And this, it's kind of like the dog catching the mail mailman. He's right. got him. He doesn't know what to do with him now. Yep. <laughs> so he's kind of like, uh, how long do I make this sense of purpose last? That's how I kind of look at it. Yep. But going into episode four, you might think a different thing because holy shit, that is another <laughs> iconic Vader fucking moment. Oh, ever. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I can watch it on repeat. Um, <laughs> but I will say this about Reva. It's kind of interesting how she got to the end of the hallway. Granted, she is a force being, so she could just jump up high and then run across mm-hmm. and figure out where the tunnel goes. Guess so. Um, but that was like one thing, right? That kind of pissed me off. Although when she saw the Jedi logo, uh, Jedi Knight symbol, she definitely had a, like a very adverse reaction. Like she was angry. Yeah. She, I, it, I can't wait for them to finally explain. Just get it out of the way. Tell us she was part of that opening sequence. Right. Because as we get into episode four now, there's a scene where you see a youngling frozen in uh, honey goo. You're like, huh, who killed that youngling, I wonder? Right. I, I wonder if it was a part of, like, the group she was with. Exactly. I wonder if that's how she proved herself worthy. Mm-hmm. Like, tried to. Yeah, I mean, that's near the end of the episode. Let's, uh... I know. So, okay. yeah, Reva captures Leia at the end of episode three, and that is exactly where we end up in episode four, is... Tala pulling Obi-Wan away, going to her base of operations. That's where we meet what what was his name was Rowan? Or yeah. Ro, or yeah, I think it was Rowan. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. But yeah, O'Shea Jackson's character, who's I thought again was gonna be Quinlan Voss, but not Quinlan Voss, just uh just a pilot. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because his wife, who comes to be, she wasn't even a Jedi. She was just force sensitive. Mm-hmm. And they came and hunted her down. So he's just like, I ain't fucking with the Inquisitors. Because Obi-Wan just takes a quick bath in the back to tank real quick. Yeah. Uh, him and Anakin seem to connect because Anakin's back in his back to tank. Because I think at this point, Vader can only be in his suit for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. He can't be in it long term. So he's constantly going back and forth in between it. Right. I believe that's kind of how it goes in the comics and canon right now, because Palpatine could make a suit like that, but he loves that Vader's pain. Mm-hmm. Great, make great man. He chose there, Vader. <laughs> uh, so I liked how he just immediately was like, "We're going to get Leia. I don't care. I'm going to get her." Because he knows what she a he cares for. Because that's it's just I love the a, a relationship. Like the whole time, it's like, well, Obi Wan never cared about Princess Leia. It's like, no, he does. Yeah. Just as much as he cares about Luke. And she needs his help right now, and he knows Luke is okay. Yep. Because the only reason they were on Tatooine, they weren't looking for him. It was just some random Jedi, and they happened to be there. Right. So as we go into the rescue mission, I love the sequence of him um, 
trying to mess with the force again. Although I thought he would be talking to Qui-Gon. I'm just glad that this wasn't like an episode, him traveling on the ship to get there. And there's a flashback. I'm yeah. glad there's no flashback. Everyone thought there, this episode was going to be a flashback. Mm-hmm. No. And I'm okay with that. The way they entered uh, the Inquisitor base was very fallen or uh, Jedi Fallen Order. The way Cal right. enters the uh, base at the end has to break through, going through one of the like water uh, water right. hatches. Like I'm, like, I'm kind of, I was yeah. I'm like, okay, where's Cal Kestis? <laughs> like, yeah, and also I'm like, does this take place? I'm trying to remember, and I don't know, and I didn't want to look it up. I'm like, because that would just make me mad. I'm like, wait, so you guys like two Jedi's? come through the same way, <laughs> right. infiltrate your base. <laughs> Nobody thought about sealing this hatchway or maybe putting a camera there, sensor, and alarm. Nobody. <laughs> We're just going to leave it open. Okay. Let's not, put it, let's not put rails next to a giant Death Star beam either. Just let <laughs> right. our guys fall off the side too. Empire. Cutting corners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need to fire that contractor. <laughs> <laughs> no, all, all the contractors are constantly like, dude, just ask for more money and do less work. They won't notice. That's how much money they have. They don't fucking notice. Just go. Oh, God. <laughs> um, uh, him going through the base with... um Oh, shit. What's the mother of the Vipers from Game of Thrones? Uh, Tala. Tala. Uh, I will say, I loved her browbeating that guy when he questioned her. She's like, oh, so that makes you lower than me. You're going to question it off. Remember, like, the way she, like, bre- uh, broke rank on him. Right. I thought that was smart, of, like, how to get through security. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what classified ha- means? <laughs> yeah. One issue I do have, though, was her talking on the walkie-talkie with a guy, like, five feet away. Like, yeah, less than five Yeah, literally like, at the oh next workstation. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not even, like, a fucking sheet of wood between you guys. You're just talking to the open. Like, right. I got the plans. <laughs> it's just bad. It's, but it was it was cute and fun. I liked how she got herself out of the situation. Yeah. Um, the best thing about this was though Obi Wan just gaining more and more confidence with his force powers as the episode progressed. It seems like he was getting he's not like a hundred percent back, but he's definitely like okay, I still got this. Yeah, and he's not afraid to fight with the lightsaber. He's deflecting blaster bolts. He's just right. slicing up uh, <laughs> stormtroopers well, and even the nod to Episode Four where he does the whole like to get the stormtroopers reaction he does a little force push just like in episode four to get them away from the tractor beam yeah so he can circle around it i'm like ah so this is why uh princess leah is like well if there's one guy who can get me out of an imperial fortress it's obi-wan <laughs> kenobi he's done it once yep and it was literally like he it was him picking up all of his tricks again uh going into the lightsaber thing though it was kind of funny seeing him whack a stormtrooper like two times i'm like dude why did you cut uh they want to save money <laughs> you don't want to CGI them, you cut a stormtrooper in half with a lightsaber. Right, I'm like, uh, do they have upgraded armor or something? Because it seems like the first hit was ineffective. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whoa, what the hell? Like, <laughs> but to be fair, though, we never did see a lightsaber in live action go up against regular stormtrooper armor like um, in the original trilogy. So it could have been thicker armor. We don't know. Well, that's true. And plus, even in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, the Purge Troopers have armor that yeah. can withstand a few hits. And I think that's meant from the skin from that dragon that got killed in Clone Wars. Because that's why Palpatine got so excited for it. Because he's like, oh, this could make millions of sheets of armor that lightsabers can't penetrate. 
So it's kind of like that kind of stuff. I feel like it's made out of, but who knows, some other Star Wars fan who's, well, you see, you jackasses, yeah. that was established in blah, blah, blah. And like, okay, that's just me trying to fix canon in my head. But just seeing the whole dark scene, blue lightsaber in the dark, yeah. stealth kills, holy shit, it was so much fun. Like, it was just good time. Yeah, it really was. But the the weak point, though, is the interrogation. As much as I love Little Leia shitting on Reva, <laughs> it, it was just getting redundant. I was like, you really? Just come on. Let's get this over with, this whole interrogation. Mm-hmm. But the reveal at the end, what she did in that interrogation, kind of makes it a little worth it, though. So do you think she's always just playing like fight? Like she knew she wasn't going to torture Leia. She knew everyone was coming to save him and was just setting it up. Oh, I absolutely think that. Do you see her just playing the long game of possibly trying to kill Vader? She just wants to get in the same room as Vader and Obi-Wan. So that way she knows she has a shot. Because I feel like that's her plan. It would make sense because she's doing exactly what Vader's kind of doing. Just like, okay, it, like the whole cat and mouse thing. It's like, okay, I have your tail, but I'm going to let you go just to grab it again. And then I'm going to let you go. <laughs> it's it's like the thrill of the chase it's like they just don't want it to be done yet that i will say i hope that is kind of like the situation where vader doesn't see it coming kind of thing for a second yeah where like he's like got obi-wan like where he wants him and all of a sudden reva spikes up her lightsaber and you got her and obi-wan like going side by side yeah i think that would be epic because then we get like a nice tribute to the phantom menace like to the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy by seeing this whole like two errors game mixed together. Yeah. Cause then we like, I would just love to see fast action Vader taking on two force users, like a Jedi master and a, you know, practically a, whatever I would classify, at least Reaver a Jedi Knight. Right. Like if, if she turns good, I would at least be like, she's got a Jedi Knight skill level. Mm-hmm. She's good with a lightsaber. Well, I mean, that's if she survives uh, Vader's wrath between now yeah. and then, because yeah. Vader damn near kills her for letting him go. And then we find out like, oh, I put a tracking device in the droid. <laughs> right. And I did like um, with the whole escape thing. I did not see that coming with the two speeders. Uh, sorry, Wade. Don't really know you. Yeah. God bless you. We uh, have a five minute tribute to you in the episode. Uh, R.I.P. In, in a thirty in a thirty four minute episode, Wade gets a fifteen minute tribute of silence. Yeah. Um, but I do love how Vader reacts, just like just coming down the hallway. I warned you of failure. Just oh gra- yeah. <laughs> so much anger, and then he gently puts her down. Yeah, man. I <laughs> think I might have underestimated you. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh. always got a backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> that was just kind of like a weak thing. And then I, I just love hearing Star Wars fans being like, there's no TIE fighters. There's no ships in orbit chasing them down. The place is impenetrable. And I'm like, oh my God, it's fucking Star Wars, guys. Well, and there's and like, it's, they don't think there's a threat out there. The Rebel Alliance doesn't exist yet. Yeah. And like they said, nobody's stupid enough to attack this place. Exactly. And it just so happened that somebody, again, and that's why I'm like Jedi Fallen Order kind of is funny because I'm like I hope Jedi Fallen Order takes shortly after this like Cal's on his way right <laughs> I, I, that, everyone thinks Cal's going to show up in this Jedi Fallen Order only takes what five years after it, I it's, think so I think it's around this time well no I think it is five years so because this is taking place ten, ten years ten years so maybe he's already been there once yeah 
oh wow they really did shit on that it's like we have no idea how we got in no <laughs> idea hey did you guys fix that glass you know that glass that almost like you know drawn vader because right. it was like very breakable <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we did it no you did it shut up dude they <laughs> yeah. gave us this many credits let's go yeah instead of using good concrete they just used asphalt gotta re- be redone in yeah. two to three years <laughs> <laughs> i will say uh when obi-wan gets out of the tunnel and by the way, him getting more and more confidence deflecting blasters as he goes mm. was just awesome to see, especially when he does the little twirl. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh yeah, okay, I'm back into it. <laughs> uh, but him, like, holding back the glass and then, you know, making the flood happen. The fact that when he got through the door, not one drop of water was behind him. He was dry as a bone. And like, <laughs> oh, come on, people. Still water must have followed him through the door. Well, it started to afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it was kind of like the mummy uh, return scene where Brendan Fraser falls right into, like, the sun. Oh, yeah. Before the sun hits. Yeah. And that's what it reminded me of. I'm like, that's not how the sun works. <laughs> right. It, it, yeah. You, you get at least a foot of water in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, just a little bit of water. But overall, I'm, I'm loving the show. Those were my joking nitpicks. I'm super excited where five and six are going to go. Yep. Uh, we still got the rematch, and I I hope Obi-Wan fucks him up again. I really do. I feel like that's where it's got to go, is Obi-Wan just fucks up Vader again, but doesn't kill him. Right. Uh, um, who knows? But uh, before we end it, we have to mention the, like, tomb that he ends up finding in the... Oh, yes. In, the, like, the lower depths of the Inquisitor base. They have... They have a bunch of Jedi. We saw Master Terra Sinube, who we saw in Clone Wars, that helps yep. ah- Ahsoka get her lightsaber back after she loses it. He's in there. I didn't recognize anyone else. No, and I think that's kind of cool. I- I'm glad they put one Clone War in there because that doesn't limit them yeah. from doing future things. Like, you know, they could have been, they could have put a Plo Koon in there if they wanted to, like, mm. but like all charred up. But this is strictly Inquisitor killed, so they're going to be like all youngling low-ranking jedis yeah because most of the main jedi got killed on order 66 day yeah so it kind of, it's kind of but i felt bad for that one because that guy had a silver lightsaber he was super nice mm-hmm. tired of soaker patience all that good stuff <laughs> so do you think this is like how palpatine's been trying to like experiment with like extracting the force from they could if they're really doing this to keep making like if they're doing full-on make the prequel like do the sequel trilogy like do what clone was did for the prequels for the sequel yeah, trilogy. like this is the start of how snoke gets made yeah yeah if they really start doing that kind of shit it's just gonna be funny to see how they're just trying to make sure that everyone loves the sequel trilogy like 10 <laughs> 15 years from now yeah. so i guarantee that it, what happened with the prequels will happen with the sequels and then there will be that generation that perfectly loves everything star wars all together and i'll feel bad for them <laughs> I, feel, I'll be, I mean i'll be jealous Cause it will, they'll be like, it will just be like, when I found out there were people that liked the prequels, like a lot, I was like, Oh shit. Right. I thought we all hated them. I thought that was a <laughs> thing. No wait, I can like it. Well, not episode two, but episode one and three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I only like certain parts of episode one, just like everyone. Padre small scene. Okay. Let's go from there. But overall, I'm, that's how we're going to go with the show. Also, never watch Halo. Be sure to catch us up on <laughs> Two Guys, One Lightsaber at Facebook.com. Also, be sure to follow us on all your podcast formats at Two Guys, One Lightsaber. Be sure to also leave us that five-star rating on Spotify and Apple as well. And follow us on Instagram at Two Guys and One Lightsaber. I'm your host, Mike Pandoff. And I'm Ron Burgess. Take it easy, y'all.